Why are you going to sell out Eleanor like that so quickly? 35 is, to me, negligible. Well, I mean, that's, I think I'm six years apart from Corey, and I think I would like to keep that as, like, a very big age difference. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) I would. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like, what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like, what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. <laughs> Lainey Louie, talk show host and entertainment reporter. I'm also the editor of LaineyGossip.com and oh I am a BTS Yeah, fan. you are. I'm Sasha Tong. I am a producer at an entertainment show here in Canada. I'm also a fashion and beauty columnist on LaineyGossip.com. And, and I am not a big BTS fan. But this is What's Your Drama, where we gossip about you. I'm so angry from what you sent me earlier today that it made me think about this question. Okay. Um, so here it is. <clears throat> you, after COVID, we're all, we've, every bit of our cells have been vaccinated and life is back to normal. But you now know the people who have been like anti-maskers or like anti-fucking whatever, um, like pro-non-lockdown. <laughs> That didn't make sense. But people who are like against lockdown, all those people. Let's say mm-hmm. your dentist. Let's go back mm-hmm. to your dentist. Your dentist, you find out through social media or whatever, is like an anti-masker and someone who is like not for lockdowns and doesn't believe COVID's like super serious. And so you see this, you take note of this, but then flash forward to um, post-vaccine world and we're all good. Do you go back to that dentist? Nope. Knowing, okay, so... you. So all these people, have you made a listing? I mean, listing? I have a hard time believing that a dentist would be like that because these are doctors, scientists, Fine. whatever. Your favorite, your favorite restaurant. In- your favorite. Sure. Tell me your favorite restaurant in Toronto. Oh, I can't name one off the top of my head. But I love Kanji Queen. Okay. <laughs> and, not Queen. The Kanji, and not that Kanji Queen is like this, but let's say you find out the owner of Kanji Queen didn't really take COVID so seriously. Are you going to support the said kanji queen after the pandemic is quote unquote over? I'll preface this by saying that, first of all, as we all know, most Asian establishments were the first to adopt masks uh, because of, you know, mask for years. They took it for years, for years, for years. Um, So uh, I'm just, you know, you just asked me to name my favorite restaurant. So it would never happen. But if kanji queen or that particular franchise of kanji queen was you know anti-masky yeah there's no fucking way okay no way oh i can't say what this is because someone will be mad who's listened to this but someone told me about a person who could offer a service to me mm-hmm. and i needed it it was like a business situation and but i found out when i looked at her twitter that she was an anti-masker And I was very torn with what I was supposed to do because I'm in this place where you're like, oh, people are allowed to make their decisions in life and um, everyone has free will and they're entitled to their opinion. But 
opinion. What what opinion? There's a pandemic. Well, I know, but but that they would consider themselves correct in how they view this world and what is going on. Anyway, my point is I kind of was like, well, I guess I'll just like use this person's services and pretend I don't know this about them. Luckily, it didn't happen. She ended up being like the biggest flake and a piece of shit. So I had to ditch her. But moving forward, like I'm definitely taking names um, and making a list in my head of all the people who have been suspect during this last year and a half. And I will never, <laughs> ever support them again. Is that right or is that wrong? Um, well, you also have a choice to support and spend where you're going to spend. So why would it be wrong? Because I'm torn with the idea that do people, are people allowed to have their own opinions even if they're wrong? What's the opinion though? Like they... Did they actively undermine safety? Okay. Well, no, this answers my question then. I am glad that you're on board and that you're not going to support the places or people that have been suspect and shitty and horrible during this last year and a half. Well, like I said, I don't think that you have a, you have a choice to support whatever you want to support and put your money where you want to put, put it. No? Yeah, but there's this – yes, but there's this interesting thing that's happening right now um, – and I'm thinking about something specific, but I know I'm not allowed to call this person out publicly. But it's it's this idea of this like white wellness, whitewash that we've been talking about before. And they cloak wellness, mm-hmm. yet they weaponize it against the people that they've stolen that mm-hmm. all those wellness, like the, the crystals and the astrology, like mm-hmm. all these white mm-hmm. people co-op this shit. And then they throw it back in your face, like, especially when it comes to COVID, like, you guys, when are we going to all learn that nutrition and drinking clean water is what's going to protect us during COVID? And that is so tweaked and fucked. Yeah. And it's cloaked in such bullshit yeah. that I don't think the everyday person notices it. But I'm taking fucking names is where I'm at right now. I'm taking fucking names. Take them. Okay. Take all the names. <laughs> okay. Great. <laughs> you have I'm my angry. full support. You have okay, my good. full support to take the names. Good. I hope my anger doesn't leak out I into would like the to questions take names and answers. Too. Okay, I, well. I would like to take names too. How about that? Okay, good. good. We'll take names together. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. We'll okay. fuck them up together. No. I love that. I'm not fucking anyone up. I just don't want people them to fuck other people up. Wear a mask, everybody. Agreed. And get the vaccine. That's what we should be doing is vaccine promotion. Because I know. there are a lot of there are too many people who are like anti-vaccine. I know. I cannot whatever. wait. Fucking vaccinate every orifice of my body. I am so <laughs> down and I need it in me right now. Yeah. Yeah. I fuck. And where we live, we're not getting that shit for a while. It's <sighs> I'm kind of okay with it because I'm just like, get all the people that need to fucking get vaccinated. I'm not going anywhere. I have not left my house in forever. So no, no, it's I fine. agree with you. It's true. And like I'm happy to wait. It's just you know, and I don't think this is bad to say this. It's just in the U.S., they're vaccinating 16-year-olds and over now. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. Totally. My ass. My yeah. ass is way older than 16, and we probably won't be vaccinated, you and I, our age group, here where we live, at least until July minimum. Yeah, I think two, if two, two more months probably, don't you think? I think that's even optimistic. Let me be optimistic once in my life. Okay, fine. Okay. Um, all right. So get vaccinated, everybody, and wear a mask. Um, are you ready for drama? Ready. Okay, here we go. 
Dear Sasha and Lainey, I'm hoping you can help me wade through my emotions to figure out if I'm being too sensitive or if I'm justified in my feelings. I'm half Asian, half European, Scandinavian woman living in a predominantly white, conservative, small city in Canada. With the recent events highlighting Asian experiences and anti-Asian racism, it has been a bit heavy. Here's my issue. Not one person in my circle of friends has mentioned anything or reached out in the past weeks, and I'm quite frankly mad. In the past, they've commented on BLM, Indigenous issues in Canada, and events in the U.S., but when it comes to racist issues closer to home, nothing. Social justice issues have always been important to me and shaped my experiences as a visible minority and my own family's experience in Japanese internment camps. I've worked hard to create curriculum and integrate social justice content and materials into my classroom over 20 years. I say this not to brag but to explain why friends and colleagues have often seen social justice issues as just my own personal interests, like a hobby rather than issues that affect us all. Do I have a right to feel hurt by the radio silence from my friends about anti-Asian racism and the current climate? Am I just being too sensitive and making it all about me? I'm just realizing how much I have bought into the model minority myth, especially waiting and making others feel comfortable before speaking my mind. So is it on my shoulders to confront my friends? With COVID, it's much harder to have these conversations when you're not always face-to-face. Just for some context, I don't love attention focused on me, Um, i.e. public acknowledgement or having a birthday week would be my nightmare. Please. This person is me, basically. I might as well (laughs) have fucking ghostwritten this. (laughs) Although I wouldn't say no to a karaoke costume party. Blackpink, anyone? Now we're talking. Maybe this is why they've said nothing. I look forward to your insight and any personal experiences you might have had with this. Thank you for not using my name or where or saying where I'm from. There is no anonymity when you have an ethnic name in a small community. Okay, so we'll give this person a fake name. We will call her um, Lisa. Her Blackpink Lisa? Lisa. Yeah, great. Okay, Lisa. Blackpink Lisa. All right. Um, I mean, I'm really glad that she wrote, and I'm really glad that I included this because. You know, a couple of podcasts ago, remember, we were going to talk a little bit about this. And um, I have been like, this is why this letter resonates with me so much is because I am half Asian. And I have felt this exact same way during this time being like, where are the people? Like, I will say not, I talk about taking names. I've definitely taken names during this time, too, because some people did not reach out to me uh, in the, for my friend group in Toronto, which is fine. But the glaring hole was not one of my friends from Vancouver reached out. Not one. Um, like, not one. And that speaks... Yes. Mm-hmm. And that speaks to um, Vancouver because Vancouver is, again, speaking of white wellness, is filled with people like Mm -hmm. that that think they're all fucking woke and like empathetic but they're not um and so I fucking feel Lisa 100 like this is exactly how um what I've been dealing with because I don't know I don't think you should reach out I don't think you should tell I don't know you're probably gonna shine light to this but before we do like did did anyone disappoint you Lainey did did everyone you wanted to reach out reach out I don't have a list because I heard from many people and, like, I just don't think of the people I didn't hear from, I guess. Okay. So, yeah, there was no one who is close enough to me to have made an impact. And and if, like, sure, yeah. 
Right. To answer your question, I heard from the people I wanted to wanted hear from. to hear from. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I did not. So I'm sorry about that. So maybe I throw the advice to you because Lisa and I are both kind of at this crossroads where we're like, we don't love attention. But when it comes to this, it would have been nice for your people to um, check in. Have you talked to them since? Yes. About other things? Yes. And And so I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And I'm I'm speaking for Lisa too. I'm not sure what to do. Like typically I'm pretty outspoken. Typically I'm pretty much like if something's on my mind, I'll let you know. Mm -hmm. But in this instant, I'm like, do I have to chase people now to be uh, good, knowledgeable people? And they like they follow you on social media because you've been pretty vocal about it on social media. Uh, these people, half and half. Okay, so I just don't know what to do. I I don't I don't want to throw away these friendships because yeah. they're like the people that I'm talking about in Vancouver who don't listen to this podcast, so I don't really give a fuck, are like my best friends. Yeah. <laughs> and they didn't say anything. And it's probably because they don't think that um, it would affect me. Okay. Why? I don't know why, but because we all grew up and nobody like, uh, I guess no one thought that I dealt with racism. Right. right. Because they didn't see it or I didn't talk to them about it because why would I? Because those are the things that when you're the only like, you know, I had just a solid group of white friends. And so as the other person who was not white, you don't really talk about those things. You're not like, oh, hey, remember the time that someone yelled at me to go back home, go back to where I come from? Like, you just don't talk about that. You just fucking eat that shit and move on. So anyway, that that um, I guess I'm just I'm rambling because I just want Lisa to know that she's not alone in feeling this mm-hmm. way and that it fucking sucks and it blows and it's disappointing. Um, but if these are her best, like if these aren't her best friends, then I don't think she needs to like tap them on the shoulder to talk to them about it. And I'm going to now use my own advice, which is I guess if they are your best friends, you should probably have a fucking conversation. Because this is going to eat at me for a long time. Yeah, like if they are your best friends, I'm going to assume cutting them off is not an option. Well, I don't know. Is it? I don't think that is the way to go. But um, it is an option if they've showed you bullshit behavior in the past. No, but for you, is cutting them off an option? No, I would never cut them off because I just think they're they're just clueless. So what are you going to do? I guess I will have to bring it up, but it's going to be really uncomfortable and it seems really fucking annoying that the onus is on me to have to fucking bring it up. But that's the thing. Like, that's what's fucked up. But, like, I feel so bad. Like, what is the advice here? Because I'm glad we're dealing directly with you in your situation. Like, <laughs> you, So you don't want to cut off your friends. No. But you also don't want to raise it with them. No. <laughs> but it's eating you up. Yes. So is it going to eventually affect your friendship? Is it going to be a cancer that like erodes? No, because I've been able because I've been able to fucking stuff it down all these years anyway. <laughs> right? Like I've never talked to them about my like any of that before. So really what I what I I am But okay. I guess the point is Lisa and I really probably should have a conversation with these friends to tell them how we actually feel. 
It's the only thing yeah, that will but make is sense. Is that right? Like that makes me feel bad that you have to do this labor. Well, yeah, it makes me feel bad too. That's why I don't want to do it. And a couple of weeks have passed and um, they've said shit. Like, Most how of it is because how would these friends take it if you were like, hey, just to let you know, um, it's been a really hard couple of weeks for me and my community and blah, blah, blah. I just don't think, and I think this is what Lisa probably deals with in her small town and I know where she, she told us where she's from. And yeah, like I think that that is a problem when you grow up in a fairly white place. No one, like they, they just, they're not invested enough to care. Mm-hmm. Um, and their, their lives, and we're talking about the West Coast, um, their lives are so, um, their lives are really, ju- they just really care about like their own happiness and they just don't really want anything to shake that. So they'll know that this is going on on the periphery, but they're just not willing to have that conversation. But it's such a, because they don't think it, because they don't, too. yeah, of course. And that's the problem. Like we all have a certain narrow worldview. That is why we have to like expand our, you know, where empathy comes from is when we expand the connection and the storytelling and, and the people who we become more familiar with, or at least their, their, their lives, their backgrounds. But in a place like that, I, I get it. So what is the, again, to go back, what is going, what are you going to feel comfortable with? I'm looking for you to give me advice. You're like <laughs> making me fucking, is, you're making me is, heavy lift this when I'm like, could you help me? <laughs> but isn't that what happens when you like, it has to be, I can't tell you. I have to, we yes, have to work you can. Out. That's the whole part of this podcast. Tell me and tell Lisa what we should do. I mean, I think I know what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to have these fucking conversations, which I've said like a thousand times already, but I, I guess that's just what I have to fucking do. That's the right thing to do, correct? Ugh, I don't know. Because I I also don't want you to have to do it. I like that just sucks that you have to initiate. See, I'm back at that. I'm and I'm way pettier than you. So the combination yes. <laughs> of legitimate feeling legitimately hurt, because what you and Lisa are feeling is legitimate combined with my level of pettiness is just a bad combination. <laughs> okay, so then what would your petty ass say? Because maybe Lisa and I need a little petty in this in this situation. Ugh. Well, I mean, I don't know how productive it would be, but I would probably want to say something like, hey, I just want to let you know it's been really hard for me and my community, like these headlines. And I... I I think underlying all of this, in addition to all the things that you've talked about where you and Lisa align, like uh, understanding that your friends just aren't thinking of it and why, it also actually goes back to one of the roots of anti-Asian racism where we are invisible mm-hmm. as as um, uh, as people of color, mm-hmm. where Asian experiences are have often been overlooked. Asian pain has been often overlooked, right? And so a lot of the conversations over the last few weeks have been about like, why don't people see the pain? And, um, uh, you know, when that last week, when the, the Filipino woman was attacked in, in, um, New York, Mm -hmm. you know, walking to church, she's 65 years old and she walked past a building and people 
like not only did she get attacked, but people like the bystanders totally ignored her. Mm-hmm. So part of that is like bystander syndrome, which a lot of people are talking about. And there's like bystander training now that people can go to. So that's one part of it. But then the other part of the conversation that came out of that is like, for some reason, there is like a desensitization to lots of people's pain, like for sure in Canada, indigenous pain, of course, mm-hmm. black pain, but Asian pain is part of that. But is it because of this model minority myth where it lots is. of people feel like Asians are successful and, yes. and don't feel traumatized and don't get traumatized that when an Asian person is in pain, it, comparatively, it's not as bad. Like, So all of these are a factor. So when we're talking about your friends and Lisa's friends, your friends, is it that like the Asian experience is just completely invisible to them? Yes. And if that's the case, does that mean in a way that you've been invisible to them? Yes. And I guess um, part of the way to change invisibility would be to talk and to have your voice heard and to so maybe that's the tweak in how you speak to them if you are going to address them is be like, you know what? I'm not going to be invisible. This part of me is not going to be invisible to you anymore. Mm-hmm. Which is opening, again, to yes. go back to pettiness, is opening with an accusation. A hundred percent. Lots of people will say that nothing <laughs> constructive can come from when you're opening with an accusation. But I don't know. I feel like if any time you get to drop an accusation, it would be now. Well, and there's actually, that's what makes it really uncomfortable is you're not going to, you're not going to open that conversation with open arms, really. Like, it's going to be like, I'm mad because you've totally negated this experience. So right off the bat, it comes off pretty aggressive. (laughs) So it's just, it's one of those things where I will have to do it. And Lisa, if you care about your friend's like I care about my friends. I think you have to do it. And what makes it challenging is like the friends that I'm thinking of um, don't aren't um, politically or socially charged. They they're that's just they don't they don't that's not how they operate. So that's an added layer. And that that's in what itself is a privilege. Exactly. And and that's why it's interesting. You know, Lisa says that that is what she does all the time. And her friends just think it's like a hobby that she's doing that right like (laughs) it's like a little like a little side hustle how cute um and that is a mentality as well um that a lot of white people um do as well it's like they're just nothing they've never had to fucking really fight for anything um and get angry about anything when it comes to their race so they don't understand why anybody else would anyway so lisa listen I am just as conflicted. I am in the exact same position. So that's why I'm finding this like kind of hard because I'm literally talking out how I feel about this situation in real time. But I think the, the, uh, what Lainey has said and what I've said is that, yeah, if you want to keep these friendships, you're gonna have to be open about, um, the pain and how you feel like you have been, um, left alone to deal with this and have, and have no support. And so you're just going to have to have that uncomfortable conversation and, then see what the true colors of the friendship really are at the end of the day. Like, will they step up after that? And a lot of it too is like um, performative after you have a conversation like that. And that's fine. It's, you know, it's pretty fucking transparent, but they, you got to give your friends the opportunity to at least try so that it becomes ingrained in them. Um, so that the try isn't so apparent. 
<laughs> you know? Well, I I mean, also part of this is we should mention, like, if you are listening out there and you are white, um, please know that this is, like, these are going to be conversations that are happening as we all try to move forward. Mm-hmm. So if this were to happen to you, try not to react with, like, in defense, like, with mm-hmm. defensiveness. Mm-hmm. Um because, you know, when I just said, like, you're opening a conversation with, um, like, an accusation mm-hmm. and inevitably it's not exactly constructive, at the same time, it, it becomes less constructive if the person who is ex- expressing their hurt is met with, well, I didn't mean to do that. Like, just everybody just, even if it comes at you, someone in pain comes to you and puts you on the defensive, like, maybe try and understand this person is in pain. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think that that is the Sharon Osbourne lesson, right? Oh, for fuck's sake, yes. So the Sharon Osbourne lesson is, you know, she, it was brought to her attention by everybody that, hey, uh, maybe cut down on being so racist-y. Yeah. And, <laughs> and yeah. her first, like... Other people have written and said this better than me, but um, it's almost as if people are more insulted by being called a racist mm-hmm. than caring about doing something about totally. racism. Totally. And I think that's the fragility. That's what everybody, you know, that's the conversation, you know, that that phrase, the white fragility, which, you know… Uh, a lot of people are uh, have been have been sort of deep diving on over the last year. But that's that's one of the best examples of white fragility is mm-hmm. to be like to be in these conversations and automatically be like, not me. Uh, why yeah. I'm being attacked? Like Karen, whatever. Yeah. Whereas the best thing to do is just try and identify when that fragility comes up and be like, no, no, okay, here's a person who's coming to me, who's really hurt. Yeah, and. Why are they hurt? Let me hear that first. Yeah, totally. So, Lisa, good luck. I hope um, sharing this with Sasha is in some way. Lisa, maybe you go first and then let me know. Lisa doesn't know very many biracial people. Not where she's fucking living. So, um, good luck. Let us know how it goes. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, next question. Uh, Sasha Laney, I'm curious about your thoughts on this. I was in a serious relationship that ended just before COVID. In an attempt to move on, I deleted all evidence of my ex from my IG, and the next day, an old acquaintance DM'd saying we should catch up. Coincidence? I was down to see him and hear what he had been up to. I hadn't seen him in years and wasn't even following him anymore, but was all too happy for the welcome uh, distraction. He's quite a bit younger, but being newly single for the first time in years, I entertain the thought of taking a lover. Oh, my goodness. I love this. Taking a lover. 
Um, I would never. Those words. Those words would never come out of my mouth. <laughs> Me neither. But this is amazing. Yeah. Okay. I entertain. <laughs> I, sorry. I entertain the thought of taking a lover, and he was definitely being considered. We exchanged numbers, began texting, and soon made plans to meet up. Then COVID happened. In the early days of lockdown, he persistently asked to meet up, but I didn't feel comfortable. And after I explained that I wasn't going to be seeing anyone for a while, he stopped asking. Still, he kept in touch and checked regularly. Problem was the conversation was stale and repetitive. I remembered him as this smart, charming, uh, I remembered him as this smart, charming, clever guy with an awesome personality, but his texts didn't reflect that at all. I was getting bored, and when I tried to talk about something different, he would leave me on red and disappear only to DM me weeks later, and the cycle would start again. We went back and forth like this a few times during the first wave of self-isolation. When restrictions began to lift where we lived and businesses opened up, we met for drinks at a local bar. It was a good time, but I felt a mutual friend vibe. A few weeks later, dude DMs me late night, some flirty messages I can only assume were drunk texts, which I didn't see until the next morning. Unsure how to play this off in the light of day, I decided to lean in, making it, na- making it known I'm down to have fun. After a few texts back and forth that definitely confirmed we were both open to hang and maybe more, he ghosted me again. Questions for you. Is he actually interested in me or is he just bored? Or was he curious if if he could get in and didn't feel the need to pursue it once he got the green light? And why does he keep going back to DM when we already have a text chain established? I get that DMs are a good way to reach out initially and feel more casual, making it conducive to throwaway conversations and meme sharing. But is this a definite sign he wants to keep it casual? Which, okay, but why try and then ghost? Or is social media just the preferred way to communicate now? I frequently take breaks from IG for weeks at a time and prefer to text. He's 29. Oh, come on. He's 29 and I'm 35. Thanks for your insight. Okay, girl. First of all, <laughs> she said there was a significant age difference. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, 15. Right. Yeah, whatever. Right. And it's six years. Six okay. years. <laughs> Girl, E, her name is E, Eleanor. I'm going to call you Eleanor. Okay. Eleanor. Uh, <laughs> now we go to a lower octave. Now, now I, I feel like Eleanor might be an exaggerator. Oh, my gosh. Why? Oh, just because of the age? Yes. Well, she's in a, like a different decade, right? Or like, a, what's it called? Is that right? How to say that? Yeah. So maybe she's just like, oh, I'm in my 30s and he's still in my 20s. People think that way. Why are you going to sell out Eleanor like that so quickly? 35 is, to me, negligible. Well, I mean, that's, I think I'm six years apart from Corey, and I think I would like to keep that as, like, a very big age difference. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) I would. I would. Fuck off. Okay, fine. (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, can we just get back to the DM and the texting? Um, I find that a lot of people like to DM and use it as text. Yeah. And that could be a younger thing, see as he's a whole six years younger. But people definitely use that, um, like they interchange like between text and DM all the time. Yeah, I also think it's just, I mean, maybe this, maybe there are other reasons, but it's just easier to stay in one app. Like when you're DMing a bunch of people. Yeah. And then you just keep DMing with. Oh, I see what you mean. Like if right? you're if you if your Insta is open, you're just going to continue talking with people that way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I so I want to take that. So you want to take the age off as an issue, right? Yeah. And we want to take off their ways uh, of communication. 
Yeah, I, I don't think we should be focusing on, like, no. I don't think okay, this good. is an issue. How, okay, yeah. wh- however he contacts you, whether it's DM. But I mean, if it's the DM thing, then th- I th- think the only significance we might attach to the DM thing, which I think Eleanor knows, is that he's DMing lots of people. Yes. So he's Eleanor- he, staying within the app. When he's getting back to you over DM, it's because while he's DMing you, he's DMing I don't know how many other people. That is, yeah, that's, I think, the takeaway from it. The other thing that I would like to tackle is where she was like, oh, now that I've given him the green light, does he not want to pursue? That's not a thing. (laughs) That's like when the green light is there, most people continue to like, accelerate on that green light like no one is like oh she's interested I'm gonna back away like if he wants the fucking pussy he wants the fucking pussy like he's gonna he's gonna get down and dirty with that and that is a good thing that you expressed that you were down um is he like wanting to be your boyfriend uh no does he want you to be like his regular fuck person no like he I, I think it's gonna be one of those things where if like the timing is right and you're both on fucking Instagram at the exact same time and both wanna scratch one out, that's when it's gonna happen. Yeah. But I don't think there's like gonna be like uh a f- I don't think there's gonna be a future. And I don't think he will be someone that you can rely on right away for regular fucking booty calls. Right? He's yeah. like a fuck he's just like a fucking mystery in the night. Sometimes he's there, sometimes he's not. Yeah, I, I, I think that, you know, the questions are, is he actually interested in me? I think he's sure. interested, but <laughs> sure. I, like if interest was uh, on a one to five scale, mm-hmm. I think he's like a two. Yeah. So he's not zero. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I think you are, Eleanor, you are also a two. Yeah, you also just told told us that he was like a He's total boring. snooze. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I yeah, I'm not sure unless Eleanor, like I, I that's what's confusing to me um is is why this warranted a whole letter. Well, because right? Eleanor is like I, I'm sort of like Eleanor in the way where you're like, oh, I'm not interested. This guy's a fucking snooze. And then you're like, but why the fuck doesn't he want to fuck me? Like I why am like, you know, I think she's more irritated with the idea that he doesn't want to fucking fuck her right now, yesterday, the day before, and tomorrow. Like, do you know what I mean? She's. Pro- I think she's more frustrated with the fact that there's a boring dude out there who's not scrambling to be with her. And well, we're- I mean, listen, Eleanor. I, I I don't know. I'm just reading from what your words, and you said that you decided to make to lean in, making it known I'm down to have fun. After a few texts back and forth that definitely confirmed we were both open to hang and maybe more, he ghosted me. What does definitely confirm we were both open to hang? Were you like, hey, come in my cave right now? (laughs) What do you mean by come in your cave? (laughs) I took that in two different ways. (laughs) Literally come in my cave? How how steep was the lean? Yeah. Were you like, let's fuck? And also, let's not forget that Eleanor was, like, very um, apprehensive during this whole COVID thing, right? Yeah. Like, she definitely, like, had him, like, dangling a carrot for a while and was like, no, I'm not ready, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. And then all of a sudden, she's ready eight months later. Like, you know, like, it's hard to build off of that momentum if there's been yeah. that big of a break. 
can't lie to you. Can't lie to you that he's actually interested or super interested. He is somewhat interested. Yeah. But also a little bit confused, Eleanor, sorry, about like how clear you made it because you didn't make it very clear to us. And and I may I remind you that you said that you had a, a, like a serious age gap and then I find out that it's 29 <laughs> and 35. Just... <laughs> Right. Quite a bit younger than me. That is what you said. That's fair. Six Quite years? Quite a bit? That, no, 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 no. I, I guarantee you that anybody listening to the beginning of the message, when they heard quite a bit, were Thought thinking- at least 10? Like, no, we're thinking fucking, um, yeah, like we're dealing with 45 and 20. <laughs> I was not thinking that. I don't know why was- you're thinking in such extremes. Fine. <laughs> Either way, I don't think we can peg Eleanor as a fucking liar because of that. No, but- I'm just saying an exaggerator, like perspective, yes. right? Well, I like, think, I, yeah, I think I your point. I want to know with her perspective, Eleanor's perspective, I definitely made it clear right. I leaned in. To me, would be like, um, I, I don't know, like, like here's my address, come at this time. like brunch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, you're right. Right? So, yeah, I think, I think when you're dealing with someone like this dude who is like, as you describe Eleanor, like a youth, let's um, let's be a little bit more blatant with what the fuck you want. If you want to take on a fucking lover and this guy's kind of like flaky, then you're going to have to- That's another thing, especially when she uses- Take on a lover. <laughs> Taking a lover, I'm thinking, okay, you're, you know, right. in your 40s or 50s or whatever, right? Sure, but uh, let's- let Eleanor not want to leave us a bad review, okay? <laughs> so, Eleanor, if you want to fucking take on a lover and you're dealing with, like, a flaky teenage boy, then you're going to fucking need to spell it out a bit more for him, clearly. If this is the guy that you want to fuck, then you're going to have to spell it out a little bit clearer because Lainey thinks that you are <laughs> unclear in your statements and an exaggerator. I'm so, just wondering if that's a possibility. You're, you're right to say other that. other personality clues that we've gotten from Eleanor. Okay. Anyway, so, Eleanor, good luck getting the dick. Go and get it. <laughs> and Go. fucking and write yes. that in your DMs and texts. Yes. I'm going to come get your dick. And then I think we'll, <laughs> that will solve the problem. <laughs> okay. Next, um, long-time listener, first time writing in. My friend who's also... Uh, reader of the website reminded you that you both enjoy some COVID adjacent drama and thought this might be an interesting conundrum. For the purposes of this email, you can call me Ellie. Okay, Ellie. Not to be confused with Eleanor, who is the Mm -hmm. fake name we gave the other person. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Ellie has a friend, Sandy, who uh, they met through work about eight years ago quickly becoming one of my closest friends. We are both in our 30s, mid-30s, and have been single-ish for most of our friendship, so we've ended up doing a ton of things together. Sandy and I had initially planned a trip to somewhere warm and sunny to surf for April 2020. We had previously gone in 2019. You can imagine what happened with that trip. Flash forward to 2021, after both spending time in our respective hometowns, Sandy and I are back in the city and trying to make The most out of it. That being said, Sandy seems to be much more comfortable with traveling during COVID than me, especially as people get vaccinated in the U.S. I've taken a somewhat conservative, um, 
I've taken a somewhat conservative approach in that I really only hang out with friends in outdoor settings and try to work within a limited circle of people. Sandy and I had been passing back and forth Instagram pictures of the specific somewhere warm and sunny that we had planned to go in 2020 when she texted me and started saying that flights to somewhere warm and sunny were crazy cheap right now, as well as going through all the logistical things that we would need to do, i.e. buying insurance. I have sometimes had a hard time saying no to Sandy or feel like I'm disappointing her because I'm often pegged as the more uptight one, but I was very straightforward. I do not intend to travel until vaccinated and just more people are vaccinated in general. There really wasn't any more conversation about it. We moved on to the next thing. It's about two weeks and Sandy and I are out to dinner in an outdoor setting with a couple we're friends with. One of them is still a colleague of mine. Sandy or my work friend's partner bring up the topic of travel and Sandy blurts out that she's going to the somewhere warm and sunny where our 2020 vacation was supposed to be with a hometown friend of hers that she's become very close with since being home during the pandemic. I asked a couple of follow-up follow-up questions and realized that it was a carbon copy of our prior 2019 trip and planned 2020 trip just without me. Oh, and the trip was the following Saturday. It felt as though the door, the floor fell out from underneath me. Luckily, my phone was in reach, so I texted another friend, an equivalent of WTF, and otherwise composed myself for the rest of the dinner hangout. I understand that I cannot be upset with Sandy for taking the trip itself. She's technically allowed to do that under the rules of both countries. That being said, my feelings are hurt. I'm hurt that she's taking a carbon copy of a trip that we were supposed to take. Same hotel, same surf instructor, but I've been effectively replaced. There was no discussion about alternatives or another time frame that could work. I'm also upset with the way that she told me. It feels as though she knew that I would be upset, so she put me in a situation where I would not be able to have any sort of reaction. I was effectively neutered from any feelings until the next day, which is when I legit wanted to punch a wall. I was so mad about the whole thing. She also has only mentioned it to one other person in our friend group, kind of illustrating that she knows her decision-making has been a little, a little shady. So I didn't feel like I could even be like, hey, who wants to hang this weekend on the group chat without seeming like I was trying to set her up to look bad? My question for both of you is what do I do from here and how do I move forward in this friendship? I was honestly all caught up in my feelings and busy with work, etc. before she left for her trip to say anything. I also have a hard time discussing conflicts with her. She kind of sees things as black and white when it comes to feelings. The last thing I want is to be in a conversation with her where she tries to argue me out of how I feel. Help. Sincerely, Ellie, a very pale surfer. P.S. I just made the mistake of looking at the hometown friend's Insta and she was like, we just went surfing and it was amazing and I'm hurt all over again. P.B.S. I do think it's totally irresponsible that she's going to a foreign country in the middle of a pandemic, but as I said above, I can't, uh, I ha- can't argue with her on it since it's, quote, allowed. Okay, great. Sash, you love this kind of drama. <laughs> well, see, well, now you've scarred me from our last podcast because now – Uh, Every time I want to give like how I actually feel, I know that it's very truncated and short. And then now I'm supposed to elongate everything. So our podcast can be longer (laughs) than fucking two minutes. But like this one, this one, what's the short answer? I want to know what the short answer now is. You're like, fuck the friends, bye forever? No, Ellie, get over it. You weren't allowed to fucking go on the trip because you didn't want to because of COVID. Too bad. Like, I understand that. Was it? Yeah, I understand that Ellie is like bummed, but. She is not ready to go travel internationally, which is uh, the correct move. Like, LA props to you. Yeah, people I don't think should be fucking traveling for shits and giggles. Um, And because of that, 
what are you going to do? Like, you can't control fucking Sandy. Sandy wants to fucking eat, pray, love in fucking Cuba or the fuck she wants to go because she doesn't give a fuck about anything but herself. So that's what she did. Yeah. What what what, what else are you going to do? Like, I just don't, I get that, like, you can be kind of hurt, but I don't understand, like, the weird violence, like, wanting to punch shit and, like, the floor coming out for me. Like, oh, well, fucking go with someone else when shit opens up again and you're vaccinated. Like, this one trip isn't the only trip that you're ever going to fucking have in your life. And well, pick another friend. The carbon copy. Okay, what about the Who carbon cares? copy issue? issue? Get another itinerary. Do another thing. Or fucking if you want to, do the exact same thing when the time <laughs> comes around. Like, it's not like, it's, it's, not, it's not so out of reach that you'll never have that again. And, like, Sandy wanted to do that, so Sandy fucking went and did that. Yeah, Emma, Ellie. I, 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 don't, I don't really feel like there should be so much emotion wrapped up in this. Like, I get that it's a bummer. Like, I would be bummed seeing those pictures of being like, fuck, I wish some vitamin D would hit my skin too, or I could be surfing. But you are not in the place to go anywhere because you are correct in the way that you're thinking that it's not the time and place to fucking go, like, you know, on, like, some eco-tourism trip. Like, it's just not the right time. I get the emotion, though. Sometimes I get can't the, help it. Like, emotions I get the emotion whether or not they're rational. So, yes. I don't want to invalidate your emotions. You feel what you feel. So… A hundred percent. I'm not saying that do, she shouldn't. Yeah. So… I, I understand. What we're here to do is to tell you that I don't think that, yeah, you've had, have your vent, like you've been stewing about it for a couple mm-hmm. of weeks. And unfortunately, like, yeah, we just, sometimes we are unreasonably mad at shit. What we're here yes. to tell you is that this was unreasonable. Like, I just don't, like, I'm not sure that, of course, this trip sounded super fun yes. for your interests, but it's not like a honeymoon. You know, right? You know what I mean? Like it was a surfing trip. How I, I'm not sure. I've never been on a surfing trip, but I imagine like the variants of a surfing trip don't aren't altered. You go to a place with a beach, and there is an, an instructor. Yes, and you, and you go and learn how and to you, surf, or you surf. That's right. Like I, yeah. You know how much how much variance could there have possibly been in this itinerary? Like I, I. I don't know what your attachment to it, Ellie, is, but I like again. I don't know that it was that special. Like I, I understand that the, what's special is the two of you mm-hmm. and the laughs and the memories and the fun you had. But again, the th- that's just you know she was prepared. Sandy made a decision that you didn't want to that that you didn't want to make, which you made the correct decision. Sasha mm-hmm. and I both co-signed that. But I don't know that you can get mad about an itinerary. She wanted to go surfing. And I mean, how, how many different iterations of a surfing trip can there be? Right. And uh, totally. I just, uh, and I guess where we should go back to is Ellie was upset the way that Sandy told her, right? That's where the hurt feelings are too. So maybe that's where more of the hurt feelings live is the way that she kind of felt like she was like in the dark on this and, and, Sandy had found a new friend who was equally as great as Ellie and fucking whisked away with her. So like I I get the hurt feelings. Listen, I'm not I I get the hurt feelings. I get that we can sometimes be like irrational. Um so I'm hoping that Ellie just sees that and and just 
kind of just deals with it because there's not much else you can do. But again, so let's go back to how Sandy told Ellie, yes. which was in like a group chat, right? Like, oh, well, no, bye. Like it was over oh. dinner with people. Oh, over dinner. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Over dinner. It was over dinner with people. And that that's where I agree. Like, I mean, that's yeah. a little bit like. That is shady. That is shady. And yet, um, what are you going to do about it now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? I, like, I just don't, I don't think it's a major character flaw. No, unless this uh, unless this is something that you've noticed in Sandy before, like she's a user and abuser, fine. Yeah. That's something that if you if that is the case, then you need to inform us of that, but you haven't expressed that that is as Lady says a personality flaw. Yeah. And again, like I I if Sandy is pretty chill about this kind of thing. Like she may not have looked at it like again, you know, maybe she doesn't see it as like a honeymoon, right? Right. And I think this is part of like how COVID, how COVID has affected us. Like we're desperate for those interactions. We're desperate for life again, right? And like those moments of freedom. And so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think part of what you're seeing right now is that like, you know, that's like sand through the hands. Like you almost had it, but it went away because you weren't ready for it. And that is that's disheartening. Mm-hmm. That's frustrating. That's like, that's fucking annoying. I've never I never heard that expression, sand through the hands. Oh. And there's well, I think like it, that was just so poetic. Oh, like taking a lover. I, I literally just rhymed. Um, <laughs> but I think that that's what it is. It's like you're you're just we're all longing for fucking real life and vacation. Mm-hmm. And so maybe a bit of it is jealousy that Sandy gives two fucks, like doesn't give a fuck about anybody that she went. Right. And here yeah. you are trying to be responsible and getting the shit end of the stick. Like, so I think, yeah, like just work through how you're really feeling about this, because at the end of the day, like, I just don't think it's like a huge ass fucking big deal. Yeah. Um, you'll have Sorry. your surfing trip soon. You yes. You'll have your surfing trip soon. It totally. sounds like you are in the U.S., which means that. You'll be vaccinated before me and Sash. Of course. Uh, <laughs> You're probably already vaccinated as, as well as yeah. your fucking nieces and nephews. You probably got vaccinated <laughs> yesterday before we could get to your letter. Uh, totally. Because something like over 100 million Americans have already been vaccinated. Speaking of jealousy. Yeah. Think about yeah. us. Think about us, Ellie. Even though like some people <laughs> in the U.S. are still describing the vaccination program as a shit show, and it probably is in certain places. But again, here in Canada, slow as fuck. Like, yeah. we, Sash and I are trying to be optimistic about being vaccinated by August. Yeah. That would be optimistic. That would be ideal. Yeah. We have- That'd we be great. Out. I would be elated if by fucking August I can be vaccinated. So- <laughs> Again, elated, Ellie, you good? Yeah, you're gonna. You um, can go. You can literally. Something changes, but right now, the the fucking flowchart is showing that Sasha and I, the earliest, August. Well, no, the earliest they say by end of June for our first. Okay, shot. well that's. But that's okay. not gonna happen. Okay, anyway, fine. Ellie, we're basically saying by June you're gonna <laughs> oh, probably wait, we made it be about us. Yeah. Well, that's what we do. <laughs> That is what we're here to do. <laughs> Ellie, you're probably by June going to be on a beach somewhere surfing your ass off. So mm-hmm. don't worry about it. Uh, if this is more suspect of Sandy's behavior, let us know and then we can like rejig our advice. But right now I'm like, yeah, 
sucky sucky uh, you're just being a bit of a suck face and that and that's fair and i i feel for you but i don't think you need to be thinking about this much but longer but feel for us feel for us yeah again I've, i wanted to go to asia in 2020 i know but we will i didn't get to go to asia and probably we won't be going to asia until 2022 it's my 20th wedding anniversary this year. And we always go on. Oh, wait. Is this becoming about me again? Yes, it is. So wait, <laughs> on your 20th wedding anniversary, are you going with Yasik somewhere? Or are you going to go to our Asia trip together? You can do all of well, it, can't you? I want to do all of it, but I'm not doing shit if we're not vaccinated by August. I know. I know. I know. Ugh. I also want you to have your wedding. Your 20. Are that going to still happen? I want it to happen. But again, we are back in lockdown where we live. I know, but you can start planning for 2022 so we have something to fucking look forward to. A wedding. Well, yeah, but it won't be my anniversary anymore in 2022. When is your wedding November anniversary? November 2021. 20 years. Oh, what are we now? Okay. We might, we could have something. Do you think I can go on a plane and go on holiday in, in November? No. Fuck you. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. I see your face. Why? Why? I'll be, won't we be vaccinated by November 20th? Yeah, but I don't think you'll want to be getting on a fucking plane right away. Why? I'll be vaccinated. Listen, as soon as I get my fucking shot, I'm going. Okay. Well, then why are you asking me? <laughs> I'm asking you if I'm going to have my you shot do this by November. You me all the time. Like, I am fucking some chief medical officer. You get mad at me. <laughs> I don't fucking know what's going on. <laughs> So yes, fine. Fucking November, okay, you're gonna have a you wedding, and you're gonna I'll go be on a honeymoon. Vaccinated by November, of course, you're gonna be vaccinated soon. Oh, see now you're lying to me. <laughs> I have nothing else to do but lie. This is the only <laughs> thing that gets me through the days. Um. Okay. Okay. Well, Ellie, uh, good luck. Yeah. You'll be please. What you know what? And if exactly like I mean, if you continue to feel bummed out, just know that when you get your shot, it'll be way before we get ours. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> totally. Think about us. So, um, yeah, good luck. Keep us posted. Thanks and for listening. Keep, yeah, keep your questions coming to me at Sasha at LadyGossip.com. Um, thanks so much for subscribing to us wherever you get your podcasts, leave comments and reviews. Really appreciate it. We'll be back soon. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.